0: to the soaring sports podcast i'm your host 22 degrees north or braden and i am joined as always by the lovely man from down south in te- luscious texas where all they eat is fried chicken and that is alan Pena. alan how are we doing today
1: Oh, we're doing good. Um, as you can see, before our recording, I was struggling <laughs> to how to get. Yeah, that it looks great. Going, now, uh, before we get too to further one, into it, try to see I, how it we do like, know that
0: Texans eat a variety of foods, I, I not just fried chicken. Just uh, we're setting the records right me, here, enough. so please don't get Put offended together, by that. But uh, we're just having a little it, fun. What a burger! I
1: can't be more happier than that.
0: So, uh, yeah, we know it there's more correct. than just brisket, It uh, barbecue, That's just how the intro uh, went. <laughs> Out, a lot but, of uh, We got um, a little a fun, uh, little preview for tomorrow, don't
1: we? That's the classic that is king in Texas. Um, uh, there's no doubt about it. I believe and it has something to do with soccer. I mean, that.
0: just guessing on our virtual backgrounds here. I mean, yours is, uh, one soccer stadium. It's probably in <laughs> Portugal or Spain somewhere. I think, uh, mine's in Russia, uh, so yes. I think we got it set. Yes, we do.
1: Uh, yes, it does. I am. It's important. I. Yeah, that's it's in Portugal. Mine is in Portugal. Uh, I wish I can say I am in Porto, Portugal, the site of the 2021 Champions League final. I wish I could say that, but I can't. Hopefully next year uh, we can both say we are. Uh, I'm. I'm trying to remember. I think it's going to be in Athens or Moscow the Champions League final. But we will get with you on that once the next next season's Champions League season. As begins, the finals but, only one game. But really, it is great that this is our oh, first. Oh Preview Man, well, I have to watch that Champions game. Final uh, and it's just <laughs> and, uh, get, I've been watching a lot of these games on repeat because uh, of my work schedule. I work I in the afternoons it when they're broadcasting here in uh,
0: Idaho, and it makes it rough sometimes when you need want to watch a game It's on. just one game. Uh, one game. <laughs> but, yeah, so, uh, Alan, I, we're making some uh, Pineapple yes. 22 media history here today. Uh, we're, I mean, we had the virtual backgrounds. Hmm. Great plus. Not gonna lie, amazing. Uh, but what's even better, I'm. Alan, you alluded to it. We're make, we're doing our first ever, you know, championship preview, whether it be for Champions League, you know, yeah, any, any, yeah, or yes. any of the other sports we cover. It's our first uh, preview on all of our all of our networks. <laughs> uh, noble Sports Guy hasn't done one as of yet. I'm sure he'll get into it as he, I know he did a recap. I don't know if he did a preview. Okay. So he did a preview. So he made history before us on this podcast on the network though, the pilot podcast. We have yet to do it. So it is now our turn. Uh, so uh, we'll go ahead and get going. Um, I think he did the Super but Bowl. Before we get too much into the finals preview, it will be of important to know he did a preview. Uh, yes, he did. That teams for next year they're already making in, making their qualifications into the Champions League. It's almost all set for next year. We sure will.
1: Yes, pretty much. And that's much. going to be this it's, fall, it's isn't it? Set. There will be some that will have to battle for qualifying, but the big teams that made it Hopefully through. Hopefully, work
0: schedules have changed, and I can watch these games and, a little live.
1: <laughs> and we'll find out in the summer who will move on, who will play who in the group stage. Uh, it starts around September. September. We'll find
0: August. a way. <laughs> um yeah so we'll also you yeah, know hopefully. so we'll, as we get into a it a little bit different enjoy uh, it we're going to have uh, some fun I will with be it working after i uh, now guys i still need a soccer How team am i gonna uh, make the schedule unfortunately fit? we have yet to uh, have a whole lot of you comment I mean, in on what teams i should support yeah, we'll find a way. Uh, <laughs> i know we have lots of listeners out there and i know the soccer episodes do fairly well uh you guys you guys gotta help me pick a team here uh you know, like, I want a team. <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> Here, I'll go change my hat real quick, but I do have an American team.
1: <laughs> yeah, he desperately needs one. He desperately needs one. Like I mentioned, European team. We look, he's looking for European. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's looking for a European team. So anybody who's a anybody from the Premier League, Chelsea, United, um, Manchester City, Tottenham, Arsenal, or from La Liga, Madrid, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Atlético de Madrid, or Serie A, Juventus, or Inter Milan, or AC Milan, or League 1 of Paris or Monaco or Lille, whoever, or Germany, Bayern Munich or Borussia Dortmund. Let him know, like, hey, why he needs to support you. And he'll make a decision. Give him facts. Give him reasons. And exactly. And he will and, make a decision. Uh, i changed I'm not hats gonna to fit the episode. I still had my baseball hat on. Like, I changed I it to my soccer hat, as we can see. Me-
0: I, want to make uh, I need a, a new one on the team for, for uh, whatever team I end up choosing. It, uh, I love this hat, but it's kind of old. And,
1: and he can go all crazy. It's a little and tight in, in the
0: head sometimes. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, reach out and we'll make, we'll have a very, when I make <laughs> the team, we'll announce it not only on our social media channels at pineapple 22 media, quick shout out, uh, but we'll also announce it here in the podcast. And uh <laughs> That could work too and if push comes to shove whoever wins the champions league maybe but that becomes my team <laughs> if no one's going to help me here might that might as well be what happens here you know <laughs> but guys i'll ser- well, well, Why all not let's do
1: a poll this is a way a for
0: us to interact with you guys and bring let's... in give you a different chance to interact with us uh <laughs> you can also follow us on social media at B Wilson 22 for me, Alan. <laughs> at Alan Fiena on 1993, right? So, uh, more than welcome to follow us on social media as well um, and get to know us that way. Uh, so, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's get going. Alan, we have two great teams that have made it, one for the first time in, all- in franchise history. That's correct.
1: Yes, one for the first time. Um, it took a lot of work for them to get there. Um, it's just every every year, it seems that they win everything in England, or should I say 90% of the games in England. But when they get to Europe, there are times where I'm just like, what's going on? But I think now Manchester City finally has gotten through. They They showed – A different side of Manchester City that I haven't seen before. And normally when they're let... And the thing that what caught my attention was Manchester City. When you're being coached by someone like Pep Guardiola, who he came from Barcelona and just dominated, it helps that he played there. He coached the best in the game in Lionel Messi and won everything. Then going to Germany trying to replicate the same thing. He won everything except the Champions League. Comes to Manchester City, wins everything except the Champions League. And he gets to a point where the pressure got into him being too stressed. But now seeing him loose, more relaxed, is what makes a great coach like that dangerous because he learns to adapt and... With yeah, the same philosophy and, uh, that he you know, Manchester City, they're
0: doing great. We talked about them in the Manchester Derby the episode. Them, the passing, uh, it's because and, of how well they've been doing they that's made the at, Manchester Derby a lot more exciting right now. to watch. It's just,
1: Manchester and City is playing If you with guys House want more money, in depth on our thoughts on that, go right to our now.
0: Manchester Derby episode. Quick shout out. Uh <laughs> we're full of the shout outs today. Um, and the plugs, shameless plugs, mindless, no less, but uh yeah, because of how Manchester City has performed in the finals. Uh, yes. And I'm pretty sure I picked them to make the finals. Uh, it's, uh, which is exciting for me. Uh, first ever pick I made for a finals actually c- comes true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think the way they play is exciting. And it's going to be a, a great help for them as they continue to play in tomorrow's Championship League or Champions League Championship game. Uh, Try saying that five times fast. (laughs) (laughs) We're all sorts of fun today, Alan. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so, you know, it's exciting. And I I think... (laughs) You know, while personally I would have liked <laughs> to have it be two different teams than two English teams, uh, just because as trying to get into yeah, soccer, I, I we to see more variety of styles. I, I get that with uh, Chelsea. They're, it's a different style than what Manchester City plays. And yeah, they're an English club, but that doesn't really matter right now. Like how they're playing is excellent.
1: Yeah, uh, it is. And normally how Chelsea's played now with, and here's the thing, like, with Chelsea, they, they're they coming together at the right time. They are, like, they're doing things, like, that are unbelievable. Like, the critical thinking of Chelsea has been tremendous. And, and this is now their second time. Well, not the second time. Their third time in it. And I wouldn't say it's a coincidence. A coincidence, but funny thing. Uh, funny thing about it was that yeah, when when they in 2012 when they first won, they had to switch. They had to change coaches. And and they won under Roberto Di Matteo, who became the caretaker, then took over. Fast forward to 2020. Frank Lampard, a great legend, one of the best in Chelsea. He got ran out. Things didn't work out. They bring in Thomas Tuchel, who he was a runner, led Paris to the Champions League final. He got ran out of Paris, which I didn't understand. And he comes to Chelsea, and they're in the final. So this is the second time that this happens. And I think Chelsea, they just love they love being in the conflict and now they've handled it with critical thinking with uh, the moving of the pieces that he does. Yeah, for sure. And that's, what's going to uh, come down to like, and it's just the coaching will play a huge like, role. Cause both not only will it
0: play Guamira dividends. And I think it's going to play almost have massive, massive into the future of these clubs. critical thinking um, on the field. That's going to play it. I think div- if a Manchester city is teams. able to win it, you know, their first time in it, like, that gives their fan base something that if gives them a sense of belonging in the sport, maybe. Um, Cause like thinking back to when the Rockies made the 2007 world series, uh, it gave me as a Rockies baseball fan, like a sense of belonging in the sport of baseball, as well as accreditation and credibility as a fan And then that was only cemented once we had a player get into the baseball hall of fame. And so I could imagine as Manchester city fans, you know, you've been waiting for this moment. Uh, I believe they won the premier league. They won a major championship recently too, but yeah. So, and while that's a great accomplishment and whatnot, as Alan has stated multiple times, it's not the champions league is like the cream of the crop. And winning that championship gives that fan base even more well, they won the Premier credibility. League. Well, they won five Premier Leagues already. Are so desperate
1: this, in, this one.
0: in Europe, no less, where, you know, like, we love – they love their soccer. So uh, – and that's a good thing. We, we love soccer here in Soren Sports. So <laughs> – In Europe, that – in
1: Europe – Yeah, we do. Absolutely. We do. And, and here's the thing, like like I know you, you are disappointed because like you want to see a variety of like soccer styles, mm-hmm. but here's the thing though. In this is the sixth time that we've had league, like two teams from the same league have faced off in the final. And a lot of these games, you're not going to be disappointed because it's close. It is so close because of the familiarity, because they know each other, X's and O's get thrown out the window and it's all, let's go, let's play. And that that will be tremendous. I think that will be the one thing we're going to look at is who is that one team that's going to just go at it and just move forward. Because I think for both teams, um, they are playing for something. There are. You mentioned Manchester City. They are battling for belonging and credibility in Europe. Chelsea, what they're battling for is pretty much respectability again. And they're also battling to show that we will be back just because how Chelsea Mm
0: -hmm. focused on their youth. I think that's what's going to make this match great to watch. And maybe leads to a future now rivalry like between these two teams our youth are ready um, we see stuff like this happen all the time in sports and, where and because you Chelsea know each other and are, you both make a finals then still that leads in that into in a lot of uh, different things happening as you continue to go down that road you know and i think the same is going to happen here in uh, the champions league final Alan, what do you think
1: Uh, well like I said these two they have a rivalry but it's not like oh well known when they go at each other in the league it's intense and yeah and really I, I believe like this is going to mirror what happened between these two teams or should I say the other, the Manchester United and Chelsea in 2008 it's going to go down to the penalties mhm It's going to be so close. Familiarity plays a huge role. And to me, we always talk about the forwards. Like, if Chelsea's going to win this game, Chelsea has to figure out how do they get past their defense of Manchester City because they have been on a roll. Seriously. Like, we're at times we're like, oh, they're facing Holland. I don't know how they're going to contain them. Well, they did a very good job at it. Or, oh, PSG, uh, Mbappé, Neymar. What, how are they going to contain them? Well, the second half, they wowed everybody and they never, they never lost that momentum. Now, that, that's what Chelsea has gonna, is going to have to figure out. How are they going to get past that defense with, with Ruben Diaz, who has been unbelievable since they picked him up, and also Améric Laporte, those two center yeah. backs, how they're going to get past no, go ahead. Kyle Walker, who he is, he's playing probably the best soccer out there as as a right back. So that is how they're going to have to figure, that is something Chelsea's is going to have to figure out. How do they get past that defense and score on them? And for, go ahead. And for Manchester City, um, it's all, the defense as well, Tiago Silva, who gets another shot at the Champions League final, him being from Paris, that will be key, but also it's going to come down to the offense. How can they stop Chelsea's offense? Timo Werner has been spectacular. He will be someone they have to keep an eye on. Mason Mount, another name, tremendous, but also the one X factor and I think the Manchester, Manchester City will have to figure out, is N'Golo Kante. He's the midfielder from France. That guy, he is everywhere. Offense, defense, involved in the passing, involved also in the goals. Like, he is that one guy that can hurt you. And that will be some, I would like to see that. How will Manchester City control him? Because he does not, like, he is an energizer bunny. He is everywhere. Like, the guy, like, he is unbelievable. He was a key factor into why France won their second World Cup. I would have, I won't be surprised if Chelsea wins just because that guy, Nogolo Kante, is just unbelievable. He is, and him and, and. Kevin de Bruyne, those two are going to be the two guys that's how they're going to contain it, but Gante...
0: Mm-hmm. yeah and he, honestly that's going to be probably be
1: that one guy to these two teams that could give Manchester and, City know, some trouble just is because the guy major role is everywhere, and the guy can keep their defense active and
0: keep the ball out of their half I believe uh, it's the field and the pitch soccer. longer and the team that can do that's going to see the more see the most success and uh that's going to be the most helpful to these two teams. So uh, how that's all going to work, we'll have to find out. But uh, Alan, who do you got winning it? <laughs> yeah. Talk, before you yeah, p- make your pick, why don't you re- recap a little bit of, let's recap a little bit of uh, how these two teams made the final Uh at the expense yeah. of uh, memories, I for I memories for Alan easily. here. How did uh, Chelsea that, that did not did not happen? Chelsea that Real for Madrid. Me.
1: Um, how which team got there? All right. Well, it came down to pretty much. With Real Madrid, um, they were were just gassed up right at the end. Like normally, when you have like injuries all season, like you could you could just say, "I give up." Like let's just throw in the towel. But they didn't. They made it this far. Chelsea was just young, energetic. Uh, The coaching was right. They had the personnel and. We got destroyed in Stanford Bridge. That's all I have to say. Like, it was it was a clinic for us. We, we saw we didn't have the speed. Uh, our midfielders were getting tired. Um, we, even our offense, like, our forwards weren't, like, despite, besides Scottie Benzema, who played his heart out and Vinicius, it was just um, we didn't generate a lot of offense. And I think this is something – that Chelsea, they beat them out just because they were young, talented, and they had the personnel to keep up. And that's how Real Madrid lost to Chelsea. That's how Chelsea has done it. In in the road with Atlético Madrid, I thought there's no way just because how Atlético played, but it was some of the veterans like Olivier Giroud, César Azpilicueta that played well, and that's another guy who's going to be a key factor as well. And then as you move, as you progressed, it, that's when you saw a lot of the youth, Timo Werner, Kai Havertz, uh, Mason Mount, Christian yeah, Pulisic. Yeah, I think
0: youth is going to be helpful. And I think, as you said, that's and I think probably again, what allowed them Chelsea to will uh, get the, into. The youth uh,
1: of the Chelsea the, uh, we'll, be, the we'll have a and presence in the final. So that's how for, Chelsea made uh, Real Madrid, the they just couldn't keep up. Champions League and, fi- final.
0: Uh, that sucks. And I think they they had a long journey in the, the 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 Champions League and I think it's sad to say it came to an end in the way that it did, but you know, it's they'll make it again next year and they'll have another shot at it. So but uh, let's move over, Alan. How did uh, Manchester City make their first finals?
1: Yeah, Manchester City. Um, their quarter, their round of sixteen, easy. Borussia Mönchengladbach. They just gave him a clinic. However, when they faced Borussia Dortmund, I thought, okay, how are they going to handle Holland?" Just because Mm -hmm. the guy is a scoring machine and he finds a way to get involved in the game. And they did a pretty good job until they tie it up and it's like 1-1. Uh-oh. If this is tied, Borussia will win this going to Germany. But it was Phil Foden. He had other ideas, scored the game winner with two minutes to go in stoppage time. And that gave confidence to him. And even when they were down 1-0 in the second leg, Manchester City were like, hey, it's okay. We are going to get this through. They did. Foden again, unbelievable. And here's the thing with Manchester City. They had different guys stepping up. It's not about, oh, one guy. You had different guys and Paris proved to be it. And that's where like when like back where Paris scored, it was like, all right, they just need to score again because Manchester City, I've seen them panic when they, they don't score first and they had nothing until I would say, is it the goal of the year or the blunder of the year? Kevin De Bruyne. If you look at that, depending on which side of the
0: aisle for these two teams, or it was up. a
1: pass. You thought it was a pass, and instead, Keller Navas, the goalkeeper for Paris, I don't know why did he grab it. It went in. That blunder or goal of you, whatever you want to call it, changed. Oh, exactly. Changed the whole thing. It did. And then Riyad Mahrez scored scored the game winner to take it to Manchester 2-1. And then the big blow of not having Kylian Mbappe hurts because he gives you opportunities to win and score. And they didn't have it. Paris felt like they had nothing. And Manchester City was just full of energy. And they were playing loose. And I think that is something Pep Guardiola said to us. That, that is one thing I saw him for the first time in a while where, where he told his team, you know what, don't worry about what happens. Just play our game, relax, it's going to come. And it did. And when you have the best, I would say, to me, in my opinion, he's the best coach. And I'm saying this because, look, like he broke my heart as when he was at Barcelona, but what he's doing now in different leagues, I've had a lot of respect because now it's like, okay he can do this in other leagues and this is his opportunity if he does win he will join i think there's five coaches or managers as they call as it's called to have won the champions league with two different teams with the two with the two reasons that i know he'll join carlo ancelotti who has won with AC Milan and Real Madrid. And
0: yeah, I think
1: Jose Mourinho, with who has Manchester won
0: City, but also Porto, amazing talent in 2004 and in, you know? Inter
1: Milan 2010. Uh, it's and that is how by, uh, Manchester Athens City
0: that they got now in the, the first ever Champions League, the Champions League final. And it's it's of great benefit to them and their team. And uh, I think, honestly, I think this is going to be a great matchup and the way they both got there is amazing. And honestly, that could be the goal of the year or the wonder of the year. It depends on which fan, fan base you're a part of, you know? <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so, uh, Alan, let's, uh, let's make our picks. Who you got? Yeah, that's a, that's a fair pick. I think, uh, I know I picked them and Chelsea to make yeah. the final, so I'm kind of torn either way. But uh, just for uh, variety and, and to be different, I'm going to go uh, with Chelsea. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I think uh, I don't know. I just like the Chelsea playing style a bit more. But honestly, I can see it going either way. It's it's no big deal for me on on with how it goes.
1: Well, you did pick him to win it. You did pick him to win it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It's an all-English matchup. It's an all-league matchup. Just because, like... It's just that close. Like, for sure. you can't predict. And that's why it's going
0: to go to penalties. Honestly, it's, it's going to be. It uh, will
1: go to penalties. But the only way uh, it will not teams. go to penalties, so, uh, it all comes down to
0: and, which team uh, commits. It's the uh, first as we're or here up here, Who
1: does not commit the big error. That will be the key. Um,
0: but uh, yeah, so honestly, Alan, as we stated, it's going to go either way for both teams. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, you have Chelsea, Manchester City. I think I put, picked Chelsea to win it long ago. So if that's the case, uh, I'm sticking with it. Apparently, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll keep it going. Uh, Alan, let's we've we've got a few things going. Uh, as mentioned before, eventually we'd love to go to a live sporting events again. Alan, you went to a baseball game recently for your birthday. That had to have been fun. <laughs> uh, fans are coming back to the stands. And I think one thing we forgot to talk about is fans might play a role if they're allowed into these games.
1: Yes. Oh, they are. um... It's actually uh, with Man. I don't know about Chelsea, but I think and that'll I will play a role for sure. Manchester City, so, uh, uh, the chairman at, we don't of know Manchester for sure City, is going to impact it until we watch tomorrow. 13, uh, this episode will come out later tonight.
0: To attend But uh, the guys, final follow in Portugal. us on so social media. Once again, uh, if you in, guys in that missed stadium, it at the beginning of the episode, for the, for the personal final. accounts are at BWilson22 and yes. at Alan Fainon1993. Uh, we're also. Uh, on Twitter with at Pineapple22MED, uh, as well as Instagram at Pineapple22Media. Feel free to follow us whenever you wish. And uh, also, guys, we have a merch store. Uh, links are in our Pineapple22Media page bio. Uh, we got some new merch coming out. So uh, that's a great way to support us. And uh, we hope everyone has a good day. Stay safe out there and enjoy life.
1: They're safe. Enjoy.
0: Enjoy this game, baby. Welcome back to the Soren Sports Podcast. I'm your host, 22 Degrees North, also known as Braden, and I'm joined, as always, by the wonderful Pineapple down south. No, he does not live under the sea, and that is uh, Alan Pena. Alan, how are we doing today?
1: Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, finally, the sun is out. Uh, it's been several days with with rain. And I, I'm I like, are we sure we are in the right region? Because we're not in Seattle, first of all. No <laughs> offense to Seattle, but a lot of rain, a lot of rain. But I guess I find out why, in my opinion, there's a lot of green where I live in Texas. It's because a lot of rain and they want to make sure those plants are taken care of. But I wish that rain could have gone to Arizona because there's times where they don't get a lot of rain and they could use some. <laughs> well, you know, when you're in the <laughs> middle
0: of a desert, you don't get a whole lot of rain to begin with. So uh, I wonder if it's that's the same rainstorm that uh, we had up here quite a while ago. It was raining almost every other day up here for a good while. So I wonder if it's just the same storm that worked <laughs> it's, its way down, man. you know? <laughs> So, uh, yeah. So, Alan, what do we got on the pallet today? Something, well, life got in the way. So uh, let's give a quick insight here. I got my first shot of uh, the COVID vaccine the other day. And you can't predict this stuff very well anyways, but I ended up dealing with a big, quite a nasty fever for most of Saturday when I would have had a lot of time to do the editing for some of our recent recordings last week and uh so i did not get our preview out but this episode is going to go right on the end of that so it's going to be a bit longer episode in terms of that but you're going to get not only the preview of the champions league final but you're also going to get our recap and thoughts on that and uh it should be pretty good those wondering i am feeling a lot better now yeah it will be
1: (laughs) oh that's good that's good and also we have some changes as far as coaching in the world of soccer and involves two of the powerhouses. We will get it to that in the end, especially Real Madrid and Juventus who they're still, they're still in that super league and see what, what this does, how this coach, these coaching changes will impact their teams and certainly several players on on these two important teams. Yeah, for sure.
0: And uh, it's going to be interesting to see, because coaching changes are always good, but it makes you wonder, was it just the coaches? Was it someone else? Like, how does this all uh, work? And so that's what we're going to find out for sure here in a few minutes. So Alan, let's get into it. Absolutely.
1: All right. So um, we had the preview set up, uh, but obviously uh, stuff came in the way. However, what we will discuss is what actually happened. The actual game was the final happening in, in Portugal, but here was the beautiful thing about it. Fans coming into the stadiums again. In that final. It was just to me. What stood out. Just because. In Europe. You haven't seen a lot of fans. Some bits and pieces. But not a lot. And now to have it again. In that final. It shows. There's starting to mm-hmm. be some progress. When you see that, is There's progress. It's not right away that's happening. But there's progress. And I do believe that. This is the first step into how what the champions league does it's it's moving forward and we'll and actually we'll continue to move forward because the fans showed up and and showed that hey we're not going anywhere and we're still going to play the game and that to me stood out
0: right yeah and I think what you know I was kind of I was dealing with my fever so I had a hard time paying attention at times to the game but what really surprised me was I just don't know if Man City was ready for that pressure that that you're alluding to. I like you're saying, Alan. I don't know if they were fully prepared for how much pressure they had on on them, because they played not like I we had watched them play all throughout that Champions League final series that they had and games that they had. They didn't play their style, and that ultimately led to their defeat. And the the one goal that was scored and all that was needed by Chelsea was a complete defensive breakdown by by Manchester City and what was something we'd never seen them. We never would have expected them to have happen.
1: Would you have said, because I've thought about it processed it. would you have said that Manchester city thought like, or especially Pep Guardiola was thinking too much.
0: Uh, I think so too. And something the broadcast mentioned was they went very attack heavy, which is not something that Manchester city is really known for. And I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, they played a little bit of, uh, I don't know the words to say this per se, but like I wonder if they played that game of this is what Chelsea's known for and this is what we're going to do to counteract that. So they played the counterattack game and it didn't work out in their favor. And I think because of that, they started thinking too much and they got in their heads and then they got realized the pressure was all on them, especially being in your first ever finals you know and that just gets on you and next thing you know you're uh you're uh down one zero come halftime and uh you can't make it back i mean they had a few chances to get that goal back and they had yeah. chances mm-hmm. i thought they would have scored but let's give that chelsea goaltender some great credit there he 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 did great
1: he stood out the whole tournament like that's where we got to know him, Edward Mendy. I thought, okay, he's a good goalie. Like, we'll see what he can do. And he performed. He did not shrink in the big moments, especially in that final. He knew, just got to play my game. He did not have to switch anything. And I gave that to his coach, Thomas Tuchel, who was like – and the thing with him, he's been here before, the last year, and he lost it but he learned through that experience. Okay, um, I need to do this. I need to like, just keep motivating. Like, cause last year he was injured and he had to, from the sideline, try to motivate it. Sometimes you can't, Mm -hmm. you can do so much that you can't uh, give, you want to give the instructions you want to, but sometimes the miscommunication and all, but this one, that's when we saw his genius, like, what he wanted to do, making Manchester City become something they're not. And and when that happens, it's like it takes a while for you to get back to who you are. And Manchester City could never get that groove that we've... Yeah, we and that was really
0: shocking. And uh, honestly, I think everyone in the broadcasts I was watching and everywhere I was seeing, everyone was surprised by that. Alan, uh, I, I I think the moment of the finals and the moment of it being our first finals for that Manchester City team, I think that got to them a little bit. What do you think about that?
1: Uh, it gets to – well, I, I would say a little bit. Um, It actually – like, if you look, 2019, 2020 – and this year, we've had three teams that have made the Champions League final for the first time. What is the common denominator there?
0: I You would have to tell me. I wouldn't know.
1: <laughs> okay. Basically, all three mm. lost. All three lost, which shows just because you're you have the team and it's your first time, it doesn't guarantee that you're going to win it. Like in a lot of these championships – like, whatever sport, I don't care if it's the Champions League, the Premier League, or the NBA Finals, or the World Series, or the Stanley Cup. If it's your first time, like, don't think it's, oh, we're going to win it. it. It takes some, like, it takes some time to, to fail before you succeed. And that, to me, it showed the parallel. Like, it's the first time. I thought that we're going to win but one thing i did not foresee was the jitters that Manchester City had and and really just like they they did not play calm they did not they didn't show at times poise so where it's like okay let's go in and, and yeah and i think that's the
0: main thing right like the jitters were there and that's very surprising for me cuz like you can tell right from kickoff man something was off with Manchester City. They weren't necessarily pressing as much as they had in previous games like we Alan you and I expected them to do and what we'll call the first half of this episode of the preview and we you and I both said if they attack and they press like they usually do they're going to win this game. They, They weren't on their game and you know like it's a game and you have to play the game anything can happen but and I think this is where it's really intense. Like they had a shot to win this game. They had a chance to tie it even in the second half and they had really dangerous chances and they couldn't capitalize. And if you can't capitalize on your chances, yeah, you have, you're up against a great goaltender, but even great goaltenders make mistakes, you know, like take, I don't know soccer very well. So I'm going to take it to hockey. You know, Patrick Qua, as great as he was, he wasn't perfect it's really hard to be perfect threat in the entire career. You know, he's still letting goals, but it's how your team plays in front of you that allows you to have the most amount of success.
1: Okay, I'll give you a a goalie, a soccer goalie. He doesn't play anymore, but I'll give you one. Mm -hmm. Iker Casillas, like, of the best. No problem. He's made some of the best stops that... If you watch his highlights, you're like, mm-hmm. how did he do that? But same, he made some mistakes. Like, he, like, sometimes you miscalculate a shot Now you think, oh, it's okay, this is how it's going to go. But in reality, it went this way. It happens. Miscalculations of shots, communication with other players, or sometimes it's like, yeah, it's a great, great goal defense, but better, but greater offense, greater goal scorer mm-hmm. so it does happen like it yeah it's and part of the, the only
0: other goal tender from in soccer that i can think of is i want to say his name was tim howard
1: uh,
0: so yeah and he, he was absolutely. really good too so and you know he's still letting goals you know so it, that happens but it's how the team plays in front of you and i think the way chelsea attacked that game really threw manchester city off of their game and they just couldn't recover and they had their shot but they couldn't capitalize on that those chances that they were creating for whatever reason and that that's mind-boggling to me is you know as fever-stricken as i was trying and watching this game um having a hard time focusing when they there was those chances i'm sitting here going getting excited going this is where the game gets more Interesting. This is where things get tied up. This is where we go into overtime, or Chelsea has to make that final move, and none of that happened. Chelsea was able to, you know, just clear the ball, and things were fine again. And I don't know what to make of that. Yeah, you just, you just don't. And familiar,
1: even familiar. Oh, for sure. Plays a huge role. Like it does. And they've, these teams have faced each other like what three yeah. times in like two weeks. Like it it's it's crazy. That's that's what soccer does. Like if you're from the same league and you know you're gonna have to face them not just in the league, but also in cup and champions league final, it's like you have a you have a lot on the plate, but I would say the planning, the planning of Chelsea, I credit them and we should credit them big time. I know we're we're talking about Manchester City because not just it's their first Champions League appearance, mm-hmm. Champions League final appearance, but also the the man who's coaching them is pretty much a guy who brought the style of soccer back of of the tiki taka with Pep Guardiola. But
0: we should credit oh, sure.
1: Chelsea as well because what they did—you picked them from the beginning. I think you should get. <laughs> I believe you should get an award. I don't know what. Maybe a, a jersey. A Chelsea, Chelsea, if family, you're listening to know. this, I'm interested. We'll <laughs> <figure something out. laughs> Yeah, he's very interested. He picked you guys from the beginning. But also, what this team had to go through, like, last year, like, I would say around around last year, 2019, I would say, they were handed a transfer ban, which mean, meant they could not get any players just because of the financial, fair play, something like that happened. And they had to rely on the mm-hmm. young, gu- young guys to step up, then once, and I w- I just want to know like what united them. But whatever it was, those young players, guys like Mason Mount, Ben Shilwell, uh, Reese James, they they came out of the woodwork and surprised a lot of people. That showed that we're ready for the big stage. And now look at them, a year like two years later, they lifted. Champions League trophy for the second time. So it just goes to show what how does Chelsea prepare themselves for these moments? Like even though it's tough, at the end of the day they were able to use it to move forward and even use it to see what needs needed to be done so that way we can be prepared yeah, for moments um, like
0: this. Chelsea just wow. They they were on their A game from the top of that game on. And honestly, I know I picked them from a while ago and I know I gave Manchester City decent credit when we did our preview, which you'll hear. But once kickoff happened, I knew Chelsea was going to win that game because one, as we talked about, something was off with Manchester City, but the presence on the field that Chelsea had was phenomenal. I hadn't seen anything like that in a game that I, a soccer game that I've watched in a long time. And from the moment kickoff happened to the moment the goal scored, I knew that was all it was going to take. And I'm sounding a little cocky here. Sure. But in all, honestly, that's all it was, was the present Chelsea had on the field. And then once they bring in Christian Pulisic, that sealed the game. You know, like he did what he was there to do and he almost scored a second goal, which would have been icing on the cake, you know, and great day for American soccer fans, which we'll get into in a minute. First American born footballer to raise the Champions League trophy ever is in Christian Pulisic to even play to play, but he's also the first to actually win it and raise the trophy. So like, that's just amazing. You know, great day for US soccer fans.
1: Yeah, I do agree with that. And I really, seeing that, I would say this sends a message. This should send a message that, hey, I played in the biggest stage where a lot around the world people will watch you. you can, this is a sport where you can succeed if you work hard and you put yourself in positions to win. And he has done that. And, and really like, this is an opportunity. This is like, not just growth for him, but also you talk about, like you mentioned it, growth for us soccer. And that will be some time where we will talk about later when probably deep into the summer, but still, this is like extraordinary seeing an American born soccer player lifting, one of the most the biggest european club trophy you can think of in the champions league and that that's a start and it should continue forward like they should look at this and said hey let's build around that let's keep that momentum going and and use it for for good use it so that others can see i can do this as well yeah
0: for sure and uh i mean His play was just phenomenal to watch. Um, With Paramount Plus, you had a chance to get on star cam and watch, basically have a camera that was trained directly on him throughout the entire field. And on rewatch, that's what I did. And man, was that fantastic. And he just was phenomenal, man. Like, I have no words for what his play. But honestly, once he came in the game, the game – not only for me was it kind of over, but I think him coming in just signified that Chelsea was going to, you know, shove it down the throats of Manchester City. And they were like, they we're to going to show more. you that, yeah, to. you've had a couple of chances. So we know you can score if we're not careful. So we're going to put in our best goal scorer and you're going to have to figure out a way to stop them. And they didn't really do a good job because he almost got a, scored a goal, you know.
1: Yeah, you are almost dead. this. This game could have gone to zero, as I was mentioning. It could have gone to zero. It 2-0 very well zero. should have. Either way, but yeah, but obviously with one, that was just enough, and and Chelsea lifted it up. And I think I'm. I've said this from the beginning. If, Ch- like with Chelsea now winning it, even if they didn't win it, I would. have I believe. Mm -hmm. they're going to compete.
0: Oh, I agree for
1: a very long time. They are. Uh, This is just the beginning, even if they don't win next year, but they're still going to be there. They're still going to be there. As long as they can keep their young core together, they're still going to be there. Mm -hmm. No doubt about it.
0: Yeah. It, I don't know what else to say, man. Like Chelsea's going to be in it for a long time. Their, their style of play is, What's going to keep them in it and that's just going to be something we will have it's going to be fun to watch and be on that ride yeah it will be so but yeah alan where do we need to go from here okay for like what's next just in general what's next for these teens and what's next for us
1: Oh, well, Chelsea. We mentioned them. Um, I, they're not done. Uh, they're still. They're interested in the Harry Kane sweepstakes. They for from Tottenham. We'll see what happens. Manchester City. Um, this is. They're not going to go away either. They're not. They're. They're still going to be competitive. Yeah, I know they lost Sergio Aguero. He's going to Barcelona. He signed. He already signed with them, um, who he's done a lot for this team. Like, he, like he's played there pretty much since 20, 2010, 2011. And all he has done there is win. And now because of him, Manchester City is where it's at. But they're going to have to find a way to replace someone like him and keep that experience. This is only going to help Manchester City will they be back in the final well that will be a different a different question for us to to see later on but they will be back as far as competing for another championship and should be mentioned around the top five or six teams or even eight that have a shot at lifting the title
0: it it's going to be interesting and Honestly, like I wouldn't be surprised to see champion or uh, the champions going back in the league to defend their title like you're saying and they'll have a g- decent shot of winning it again next year. So uh yeah, I think Manchester City needs to look at what went wrong and then if they play their cards right, they'll, they can be right back there too. So I'm in full agreement with what you're just saying there, Alan. So Yeah. So uh, yeah. So, what's next for us here on our docket? Whether let's give a little preview out to uh, what we're going to be re- releasing later this week as well. So, uh, the NHL round two is underway. Our preview on and expectations of that round episode hopefully will be coming out today or tomorrow. Uh, along with this episode, will be coming out hopefully today or tomorrow. Um, and you know we we just want to thank all of our before we get too much further, we want to thank all of the, our dedicated listeners. You guys mean so much to us and you guys have helped us out so much and we wouldn't be able to be where we are without you guys. So uh, please keep sharing us with your friends and family members who you think wa- would want to listen to us and hear what we have to say. And uh, yeah. What, what do you want to say?
1: Well, just keep it going. Keep it strong. Uh, mention those, um, those that need preview of the, uh, the first round, it has it's there already. Check us out again. I know uh, we're getting closer to the second round of the NBA playoffs. We will talk about that as soon as it starts. Uh, I would say give it next week. We will talk about it. And, and also um, the Euros. The UEFA Euros are coming in a couple days. We will preview that as well and send that out. And and then later on, we will have the Olympics, which we will proudly bring it to you. It will be a lot of sports, a lot of sporting events that will bring us back, along with some interesting developments that is going on between boycotting and all of that, which that we will bring into you into context and – See how will that impact the athletes, and how that will impact even the nations, the participating
0: nations. Exactly. So uh, we'll get all into that. And Alan, I think when we start talking about the boycott, that's really going to be uh, where our education is going to really play in or play a big role. Because that's for those that have yes. don't know or are kind of newcomers to our uh, our podcast. Alan and I are international relations majors uh the official major is international studies here at BYU Idaho where we study uh, but essentially it's uh international relation relations I don't know why I stumble on that uh, international relations uh, degree and so uh, we studied culture and politics and how they play a role in how different countries interact and we have a few episodes where we talk about how sports play a role in that and that's kind of how we started and what we want really try to do and when we have a chance we'll we do more episodes about that and use that but so that's kind of how we got our start that's kind of who we are so when we start talking about that we're not experts by any means and but we do have quite a a firm understanding of how it's all going to play out and work together so yeah absolutely uh, yeah and you'll see for sure and uh let's uh we'll go ahead and end it out here today um but yeah everybody thanks once again thanks for tuning in uh no outro song on this particular video feedback i will add that in post uh and we're just signing off here everybody you guys have a beautiful day happy wednesday and uh remember happy june
1: till next time